0: Hey guys, Roy here, and you're listening to the Balance Mill Podcast Series. On today's episode, we will have a friend of mine, Dustin, on to do a dad talk. So I've known Dustin for about a few years now, and uh, he's a really awesome dude. He is a master craftsman when it comes to wood. He has made things that I don't know if I ever will be able to make. He is also one of the... Founding Fathers of the Wing Knight here in our little neighborhood. As always, we will discuss fatherhood and all sorts of adventures while enjoying some delicious beverages. So, I hope you guys enjoy. Hey Dustin, I'm glad to have you on the podcast right now. How are you doing today? Doing great. So... You have probably one of my favorite requests for drinks um, during this Dad Talk. Why don't you tell us about what we're uh, we're drinking here? Uh,
1: today we have a uh, canned Modellos, one of my favorites, and we do have a bottle of Jameson, probably <laughs> our favorite whiskey for uh, the Wing Night
0: crew. <laughs> Before we get started, I know that um, we... <laughs> I think we need to actually talk about Wing Night, because Wing Night is probably one of the most successful outings I think I've ever had. I mean, we're going on two, maybe two and a half years of it, so tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, I'd even say it's probably closer to three years, but yeah, just uh, every other Wednesday, a bunch of the dudes in the neighborhood that are all now relatively new dads, just Every other Wednesday, classy, classy establishment bucket heads. Oh, yeah. And, Shout uh, out to bucket heads. And uh, just, you know, cutting loose, blowing off some steam from the week, and uh, just catching up with the buddies. It's always a good time. There's been some uh, classic events. Yeah. It's a few, few all-bicycle travels, and uh, <laughs> sometimes a few bicycle wrecks along the way. <laughs> but good times.
0: Yeah. Um. Um yeah shout out to Bucketheads, a great establishment here um i wouldn't say that it's the uh, classiest of places but it sure is a wonderful wonderful place yeah it's a white trash bash <laughs> but the uh the wings are hold on there was the first Modelo burt <laughs> trying to save you guys from that um but it has wonderful wings and um i know we're still we got to talk about this but um so, growing up, I was taught how to eat wings a certain way, and, and I find that the way that I eat wings is different from most people, and I think Dustin was Absolutely. the first one to experience that. Yeah, one of the earlier
1: wing nights, one of the first outings, I noticed halfway through the meal, a few beers in, I look over, Roy has this one hand that looks like at the swamp thing just completely coated in like it's probably a spicy barbecue sauce if i remember correctly the way the light caught it and glistened but he has a wing hand he keeps which is is it your right hand i think it's your right
0: yeah it's the right hand right
1: hand solely dedicated to wings left hands pristine for the beer it's a i personally can't get through the wings that way but uh i just i caught that one night i you know healthy buzz on the way it just caught the light and uh the wing hand is just, it's known by the group. It's a classy maneuver. Roy's the only one who uh, <laughs> manages it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it takes a lot of skill, a lot of effort on my part. And, um, you know, I just, I, I find that the ease of everything, when you have a clean hand eating wings, just ma- it just makes it that much better but uh, it has become a topic of discussion many many times um, but no one's it hasn't caught on which is the funny part I don't know why it hasn't caught on but uh, you know it's okay but any anyway guys if you try to eat wings one hand clean one hand dirty that's how you go
1: if, if the wing group ever gets like some in the marketing or whatever I think the logo has to be the wing hand yeah the wing <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is pretty funny, when we started the wing night, none of us were dads, I don't think. No. And um, now, just about everyone's a dad, right?
1: Oh yeah, everyone. Yeah, and a couple, multiple kids now.
0: Yeah, and it it is kind of interesting, it's become like a a, a group with uh, just a lot of lore behind it, you know, there's, there's all sorts of stories that have been told, um... I do notice that the wives get a little jealous on the wing night. Uh, it's it's a it's a beautiful time, beautiful time.
1: I don't know if jealousy is the right word, but I think it's more of the like, it's Wednesday. Why are you coming home like this fucked up? <laughs> like when like the time I showed up naked because I crashed my bike in a puddle. Yeah, was,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, I remember that one. What did I yell out sorry,
1: to you? Sorry, sorry again, Lauren.
0: I do remember yelling out as you were leaving to make good choices, and then I get a text from you <laughs> that you would. It was, you, yeah. it, was, you know. <laughs> it was a picture of the clothes. Yeah, it's a picture of the clothes. Anyway, anyway, it's it's a wonderful time, and um, that's kind of why you know. And Jameson is a big part of Wing Night. Um, yeah. Tell us about tell us about Jameson and Wing Night.
1: Um. <laughs> I just one of the earlier nights. Just uh, I've always been a fan of just taking shots of JMO's with mm-hmm. with the friends, and uh, we jumped to it into it one night early on. I think I snagged around, and it just kind of snowballed from there. It's just <laughs> always been a go to. It's always like cheap, 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 domestic beers and uh, rounds of shots of Jameson.
0: And what's the one rule? If, it's your,
1: know, if, you're, if you're invited to wing as your first on a wing, wing night, you must buy a round of the JMO. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: so, any of you guys listening in that are in the Virginia Beach area and end up at a wing night, remember your first time you have to take a shot of Jameson. It's just that's just the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, let's move on. I know uh, even though this is a dad talk, this is very interesting times for us. We are all uh, sort of quarantined, as you would say, stuck in the house with not much to do. I think, uh, Dust, is there anything that you have, I don't know, taken up that you didn't do before? How are you handling this uh, staying at home so much?
1: Uh, The staying at home is a unique challenge. I'll never bitch about the price of daycare again. Uh, as like my wife and I try to telework each day and juggle our two year old. So yeah. it's been, uh, for a week, like this past week was our first full week at home, both Lauren and I with Ellie. And, uh, that was, uh, without me having to go to work, it was a surprisingly long Monday through Friday getting through that, but, uh, it was good. We, we made it through, but other than that, we'll, uh, just keep plugging away at it till this thing passes. It's crazy times
0: yeah yeah man I uh what's funny about this whole thing is uh I actually started my paternity leave the day that everything shut down so it's been a really interesting thing it's like I was expecting no one to be around or no one to be at home and now excuse me everyone's at home so it's pretty wild I think yeah it's it's interesting you talk about daycare and like taking care of my son all the time it's it's interesting i was telling my wife about um how it's just i've never gone up the stairs so much in my life it's yeah. just like you're just up and down up and down up and down put him down for a nap and then he wakes up and then you go get him bring him back down he plays and he goes for another nap and then you go back up the stairs Huh? <sighs> i don't know man
1: yeah once when we ever get rid of this three story townhome, yeah, that, I'm do. buying the widest ranch <laughs> possible. Like, yeah, <laughs> stairs are the worst when you got toddlers and babies. <laughs> Shit.
0: And I'm the one with like a bum knee right now with, with no ACL, so it's like going up the stairs is kind of treacherous. But, um, let's, uh, let's move on. Um, so this is a dad talk, and, um, I think, uh, I want to know more about it, because I've, I've wanted to have you on for a long time, Dustin. I feel like you've been kind of like, uh, I don't want to say the white whale huh? to the movie Dick, but it's been it's been hard to get you down on this. I don't know why, but uh, I think uh, you have an interesting story to share.
1: Yeah, just a lot of soft planning between me and you, and never <laughs> locking down a time. So, oh yeah, man, sounds good, let's do it.
0: I like that you use the word soft planning. It's like when I say I, I'm gonna, I give you a soft yes, which is maybe a hard maybe, yeah. you know. <laughs> so let's dive right in. So, uh, how many kids do you have?
1: I have one daughter, Ellie May, house gardener. She is uh, a little over two and a half now.
0: Nice. Yeah. And um, so, tell me kind of uh, Ellie's birth story.
1: Okay. So. Go way back. This was uh, so. The day before she was born, August twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. This is this is gonna be a long story. No, <laughs> Tell uh-huh. us because it's a great so, story. Yeah, it's probably a happy hour time on a Friday. Laura and I are at Bay Local and hitting up their phenomenal happy hour deal. I remember I had the their oysters Rockefeller and that's back when I still had a DD and I had an entire bottle of Chardonnay. Um, at (laughs) Laura and I over our little happy hour outing, um, we were talking a lot about names and just like probably for like 15, 20 minutes, like figuring out, like trying to figure out what this kid's name was going to be. And, uh, we're like, you know what? Let's just pump the brakes. We're not getting there today. We'll, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. But that day, that Friday was the day before her, um, baby shower. So this is six weeks before she's due.
0: Um,
1: so we have friends coming in town we have family coming in town uh steering airbnb's in the area uh, baby shower is gonna be at my parents place and uh I even had a close friend our friend Mary she was coming in surprising Lauren flying in from San Francisco uh so we do our happy hour thing I put on a big buzz we go home uh Lauren's girlfriends show up friends like Lindsay, Stacy Catherine and then our friend Mary comes surprises Lauren she's all stoked and we have a we all just kick it at home. Like, we're not planning on having a kid anytime soon. Um, all the girls are just doing some stuff, getting ready for the baby shower. We have a fire in the backyard, start drinking, having a good time. Laura, I remember getting early. She's like, you know, I'm tired. I mean, at this point, you, know, she, you know, she's 34 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. She goes crashes. Mary's on West Coast time. She's one of my close friends from uh, college. We stay up, drinking, carrying on. I think we stayed up probably like. I mean, she was on West Coast time. We were probably, like, the two or three in the morning, like, drinking. Um, which I'd had planned. like that Saturday. I had nothing planned. All the girls were going to a baby shower. I really didn't have shit to do. And then, fast forward a few hours, my four hours of sleep I might have gotten that night, and Lauren wakes up, shakes me. She's like, Hey, I, 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 I peed the bed. I'm like, "Yeah, You're pregnant as shit. It's bound to happen. Like, I'm going back. To, is it on me? I'm going back to sleep. And then she makes a comment. was like, I don't, maybe this isn't pee. And at that point, I'm like, oh shit. Uh, long story short, her water broke. Uh, we kind of got a little concerned, like, basically started a little panicky. Got the doctor on the phone. Like, okay, well, we'll need you to come in. We'll check you out and go from there. So we have this house full of, you know, four other women, all of whom good friends, getting ready for a baby shower. Like, we get up and we're like, hey, we got to, like, try to start packing bags, hustling up. Um, We'd go get in the truck <laughs> that's why lauren got pissed because i she got in the truck and then i made her get out so i could go put some towels down just because still <laughs> the truck was still kind of new at the time uh she was yeah so granted that like you know your, your mind's racing you're going in at that point i'm thinking like we'll go to the doctor they'll be like hey yeah it's way too early <laughs> they'll weld up whatever they need to do inside And they'll just send us home, she'll have the baby shower, we'll be all good. I'm obviously a fucking idiot, uh, (laughs) because basically, we get, you know, at this point, like, you know, not even 12 hours later, we have a kid, so. Uh, Lauren's girlfriends, everything, they kind of followed us to the hospital a little later on, brought us a bunch of stuff, um, and they were great, and uh, yeah, so we had Ellie, that... uh, night at uh seven was right at shift change because i remember there's like a thousand nurses in the room um she came on her the day of her baby shower at shift change she's been just you know attention seeking since day one and uh that was a very heavy day like because you're so worried about all the complications that's come with you know being six weeks early and stuff but uh luckily she uh Healthy weight for six weeks early, and we were in the NICU for a short, like, you know, week. Mm-hmm. And but again, no, no crazy complications. The people at Santa Princess Anne, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They, uh, nurse staff, all of them, and especially the NICU crew. I couldn't sing their praises enough. They were phenomenal. Made us feel really safe, and you know, taught us a lot too. I'm surprised. Like, thinking about having a kid, and then going home just a couple days later. Like, I just don't. <laughs> Know how people do that? Like you think <laughs> f- you learn so much that that week in the NICU. Yeah.
0: Uh, was it like, um, like, because my only experience when I think of NICUs are things I see on TV. So was it like, here was Ellie like in a machine and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So, kid came out. Ellie came out. We got to hold her. Cut the umbilical cord, and then she was grabbed up pretty quickly, and they had her in this rolling contraption thing, mm-hmm. like lights and all the kind of monitors on her. Mm-hmm. then they had to, you know, nurses had to deal with Lauren, so I was kind of whisked away with Ellie to go to the NICU. And that's actually one of the heavier parts. When we first got in there, they kept trying to get an IV in her little, like, like around a wrist area on both arms and down on her feet, and they kept struggling with getting an uh, IV in. And then they were like, hey, we're going to go try to do an IV in the the remnant of the umbilical cord and we had to sign something or I had to sign something and I was like oh I need to go holler at my wife real quick and they're like oh we don't have time and like one of the nurses this dude he, older dude I, I can see him clear as day I can't think of his name glasses salt and pepper goatee bald head nice and she's like this is what you should do and I was just like signed it <laughs> they got it in but that was probably like my I don't know just brand you know dad of Twelve minutes, yeah. and you're like signing, you know, shit in the doctor's office, like keep your kid alive. So that was a heavy moment, but
0: so would you say that's probably like the scariest thing or the hardest thing that you've witnessed so far?
1: Yeah, go the uh, the early birth, um, those first that first night in NICU was by far the scariest, just unknown. Like at that age, you're so. That how early they were, so you're so worried about, like, uh, lung development mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, we were lucky that we didn't have any major complications, but just the unknown at that time was, yeah, that was probably one of the
0: scariest things I've dealt with in my life. hmm Yeah. It's so wild to think that <laughs> just how... <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's the, the modello. I just... You with when it comes to births you have you can plan you could try all you want to make it perfect but it's really it's always a roll of the dice yeah,
1: yeah. the birth just alone is a scary time mm-hmm. that's like a just intense scenario yeah just uh, not my mm. comfort yeah just that was just heavy I' can't even put it into words. I just stumbled over a bunch right there.
0: No, nah, it's fine. Do you do you feel like when you were going through it you were just like like you're drinking from a fire hose, just hold on. Were you thinking like it's going to get better, like stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it was just like kind of like the adrenaline like just going with it. The adrenaline was there. Like you're scared, you don't know what's going on. Like it's one of those things where like an hour felt like a second mm-hmm. kind of thing and vice versa, but uh yeah, it was Terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the good news is and the beauty of it is at the end of it you have this awesome little baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah not li- and the thing that was funny, once we were in the NICU, Ellie was uh six pounds at birth for being six weeks early, which mm-hmm. is pretty healthy weight. She dropped down to like five pounds, three ounces, which little I mean the big thing with the at the NICU was like getting her weight up, but uh Once everything was stable a couple days in, one of the NICU nurses was joking with Lauren, like, like, honey, it's good you didn't go full term. She would have been damn near, like, you know, (laughs) Thanksgiving turkey (laughs) coming out, you know, so.
0: (sighs) Blessing in disguise kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, um... Do you remember your birth story? Or have your parents talked to you about that?
1: Yeah, not not in crazy detail. Um I know the big the two big things like my mom or dad would point out is when I was a big ass baby. I was um <laughs> yeah. I was ten and a half pounds at birth. Jeez. Yeah, I was wow. yeah, I was on I was really big. Um, Jasper's
0: only seven. Yeah, yeah, I was ten and,
1: uh yeah, ten pounds eight ounces. Ten pounds seven eight ounces. Yeah, right at ten and a half pounds. Jeez. And uh, I remember when I was like an infant, even on video, my dad liked to joke like, you know, <laughs> ten and a half pounds all dick. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: it wasn't wasn't accurate. Uh, and then <laughs> to move on from that, the second thing is uh, I was a C section baby. Okay. And that scar on my cheek. Right here is from the C section. So they nicked my face. Jeez. Yeah. And uh and my I only know one other person, our friend Colleen, she has almost like same almost like very similar locations. She has like a very similar scar from a C section. Wow. And one time I was telling that story with a pretty big buzz on and I misspoke instead of C section, I said circumcision. <laughs> And the response to what I was telling the story was like, "I always knew you were a dickhead."
0: <laughs> Holy crap! That's a nick from a C-section. I never, I never you've to never told yeah. me that story. Yeah. I'm glad that you, the came out here. it's came out here. Yeah. Wow. I wonder. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Um. So like, uh, I've met your dad a couple times, and you've said many stories about your dad. Um, but what was your dad like?
1: Uh, my dad, he's a definitely quieter person than I am. Um, he's very uh, thought out, meticulous, more reserved. He's not a very impulsive person by any means. So, yeah. A lot of characteristics he has that I respect that not
0: <laughs> necessarily
1: yeah. I inherit. But uh, yeah, he's definitely chill, but he uh, has a very phony, dry dark wit very sarcastic (laughs) um so he's not a very outspoken person but if you're like at a party or any type of gathering with him and you're standing next to him like if you're in earshot you're going to catch some funny stuff
0: yeah i yeah i i can attest to that um he's he's a funny funny dude (laughs) um is there anything like that he did, or that he did, that he um, said, or any kind of his qualities that you've taken into your parenting?
1: Yeah, so like for like anything he says, I think I have a lot of his like mannerisms, but I don't like from at least from my childhood, I don't like any like things like sayings that I repeat. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do try to emulate like how like how he's he's very meticulous, he's very task oriented. Like as a kid, like we'd always get like lists in the morning before you would like he would leave from work and he had like a list of shit to do for us during the day like these very bulleted really? yeah oh, all the time and they, oh drove, they drove us crazy and like my little sister Hannah she would get them too we have these lists and I remember like one time one time I was bitching about them my mom was in like we're in the kitchen in the morning like my mom me and my sister were getting ready for the day and I was just like these motherfucking lists I'm tired of this shit and my mom like you need to calm down like I said okay just, just get them done everything will be all good knock it out and I was just like oh, sh- Shit, Mom, you got a list today, too. And she's like, what the fuck? He <laughs> <So, laughs> you gave your mom yeah, a list, mom, too. Had a list one, that oh, one time. Oh, my funny God. That, because that was, like, one of the few times I ever saw that. But uh, that was probably one of the last times I saw it, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but, yeah, just he's methodical. Like, the way he uh, he, he's, he never jumps on, like, reaction or anything. He's very methodical and thought out, so. In that sense, with, like, the parenting, I'm trying to, like, take the, you know, chiller, calm, yeah, collect the data, analyze,
0: react. <laughs> well, it's not surprising because you are an engineer, so that's kind of...
1: It's, it's just not my nature to do that, though. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, it seems like you guys have um, maybe... Uh, a tight family. Like, every you have really great stories. You guys get together a lot. I think, uh, I don't know if it was, uh, it's a Christmas wine tasting oh, yeah. thing that you do. Um, has it always been like that? That's
1: just been the last uh, four, three, four, five years now. Not the
0: wine tasting, but, like, just, yeah. like, the hanging out oh, no, and yeah. stuff We've, like that. Yeah,
1: the family's always been tight. Like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, they're always big holidays. We always get together. The families, we stay in touch. You know, I talk. To, like, my parents, my sister, um, you know, at least a, probably, like, a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep yeah, we're tight and uh, very open. You
0: Talk have a been, lot of shit oh to each God. other.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, no, no filter. That's something that is, like, very different from how I grew up. I mean, we were the definition of a filter. I remember saying, uh, pissed off around my mom. And she grabbed my face and said, we do not say that word in this family. Yeah, that's...
1: Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll loose with the language and the... Especially after the wine tasting. Yeah.
0: But that's awesome. Um, I do feel like we need to pause to talk about, because I know that Ellie is your, your firstborn, but there's also a beautiful... You're also a father of a beautiful, beautiful creature, Boomer, um, which uh, I think we should talk about Boomer a little bit. Yeah,
1: the uh, Boomer, my uh, six-year-old fur baby,
0: the English Bulldog. Oh, God. He's beautiful.
1: Stubborn, chunkhead, snoring, farting, just glorious little bastard he is.
0: (laughs) He's a wonderful, wonderful Bulldog, and I love it because growing up that was that was the animal i wanted i always wanted a bulldog and from birth i never got to have one i don't know why i liked it i don't think it's because of uga cuz i'm from georgia yeah. I, most people think it's just cuz i love football but i don't really know much about sports when it in any sport really but Always love bulldogs, and it's kind of the reason that uh, my kids here, because I wanted, I wanted a bulldog, and I I had a sit down talk with my wife, and I said, you know, you have your cat Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, I'm sorry, and um, I've always wanted this animal, and I feel like I need it it's like my it's like this thing that's been it hasn't gone away no matter how hard i've tried and she and my wife was like so what you're saying is um you want a bulldog and i want a kid and i was like okay she's like so and so we talked more about it and i was like i feel like me getting a bulldog will open my heart to having (laughs) a child and uh she was like so you're saying that you get a if you get a bulldog we you know i can have a kid and i was like yeah i think that's what i'm saying and she's like okay and um we started all the processes we were we were looking for bulldogs to to uh, adopt and we were looking at all these breeders and um what was funny is we essentially what they call pull the goalie mm-hmm. and um a month into the conversation. She's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, and so... That's
1: why you don't have a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: said I still don't have a bulldog, and that's okay. Yeah. I know Jasper's
1: I... pretty cool. So, I mean, you got a Jasper. He's a pretty <laughs> badass little kid, so...
0: Yeah, Jasper's great. I love that little guy. But, uh, yeah, it's it all started with a bulldog. It's pretty funny. Yeah,
1: yeah it's... I don't know, like... Because we grew up with a golden retriever. I just... It was one of those breeds I, like, as a kid, always thought they were the coolest and wanted, and we got one, but, dude you read about them, like, ahead of time, like, before pulling the trigger on buying a bulldog. Like, you know, they're one of the worst pets (laughs) to buy. Like, they're just medically high-risk everywhere. They're expensive as shit, and everything you read's accurate. We've... (laughs) Boomer's (laughs) been a fortune, but, you know, you love him to death, but he's... But he wasn't always a
0: fortune. You've been very, like... Yeah,
1: we were lucky. mm. Yeah, I mean, they come and go. Um, But... Yeah, he's been, overall, we've, he's been, <laughs> he's been bankrolled, and uh, yeah. I mean, we love him to death, but they're, their high maintenance little fuckers.
0: And it's hard, because I've heard that for years, and it's never swayed me. I don't know what it is yeah, about bulldogs.
1: Same thing, but once you live it, it's, you know, like, realize how fucking accurate it is, and now, not, I'm never saying I won't get another bulldog again, but next dog won't be a bulldog. <laughs> Maybe a Frenchie. Oh. I might get a little, like, someone at least I can pick up a lot easier than Boomer's fat ass.
0: <laughs> you know we'll see. we'll see if I get that bulldog, but uh I still am glad Jasper's here. I'm glad that I'm <laughs> glad that I can tell this story that it all started with a bulldog because it's pretty funny, but uh I love Boomer. Boomer's fun. I love to watch him uh try to uh decide if what's going on upstairs is worth going up the stairs or not. yeah <laughs> very very calculated
1: <laughs> effort. <laughs> If the juice is worth it, a squeeze on, like, taking the stairs, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I think this is the perfect part to uh, cheers to bulldogs and children. So, here's our shot of Jam- second shot of Jameson. A little Jamo, a little Jamo. All right, here we go. I did it at this time because, um. The next thing is, what's been the funniest part about parenthood so far?
1: The fu- just watching, was her learn things, but just how she develops personality has been one of the funniest things. Like, mm-hmm. literally, probably a couple hours before I came over, Laura and I were talking. We got, uh, I don't know, we talked loud about, I think we were arguing about like, something like simple like just we got like about something on netflix on mm-hmm. who'd watch that some and like ellie comes in and is just like you calm down and i am just like no you, you calm down i was just like who are you talking to and and then she said looks at me again she said you calm down and she looks over her little glasses and tilt her head and like gives me a, like an eye look over her glasses and just i was just like where's this the, like just little things like that like those happen you know throughout the week and just Those little moments are just that you die. Like, they just... I melted. Like, it's it's the funniest little stuff. But (laughs) just... Like, she's got so much person. She's going to be such a... She's going to be a handful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I think with uh, you as a father and the things that I've seen from you in the uh, few years I've known you, I'm not surprised about that. Um, Talk about the Pink Timberlands. I feel like we need to talk about those.
1: Um, Yeah, so being a brand new dad just got excited i decided like i wanted to buy her like a fun little outfit and i had found her a white all white uh, little onesie with a picture of tupac on there yes. and i thought keep searching and then like people who also like amazon who yeah. often bought this <laughs> these little pink timberlands down there i was just like oh hell yeah these are coming in the too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh i mean it was simple as that why i got them but uh Honestly, she was such a chunky little baby. We could never <laughs> really get the things on their on her foot. Uh, I think we sucks. dressed her dressed her up in that outfit once, and we had a little uh, rocked a little bandana tied around her head too. But uh, since then, they've been the the Timberlands have been hanging behind the, the rearview yeah. rear mirror in <laughs> <of> the truck.
0: <laughs> I uh, I got him some Air Maxes, some dope looking Air Maxes, and I feel like that's gonna be the exact same story.
1: Yeah, well you have a you have a pretty strong shoe collection and.
0: Yeah, shoe fetish?
1: Would you call it a fetish?
0: Yeah, I hold on. It's not a fetish. It's a love for for footwear. A collector. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I got him some. These are some really nice Air Maxes. I got a good colorway going, and I'm just worried. I don't think he's ever gonna put them on his feet, and it's just gonna end up on the rear view mirror. But I think that's almost the purpose of it, right?
1: Yeah. That's yeah. It's a red. It's like just a badge.
0: Yeah, feel <coughs> yeah. like people
1: will be like less likely to break into my car too. Be like, nah, he's dead. <laughs> he's a he's a obviously dad. <laughs> got probably a little girl. I
0: just, I just keep imagining like, what if she actually got to wear him and you're just like walking around the neighborhood in those pink Timberlands. I just, especially in this neighborhood.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd, after this conversation, it'll be. <laughs> I'd rather this, <laughs> Modelo's and J-Mo and we all buzzed up. I might get on like drunk Amazon and get a. Brand new pairs of bigger pink
0: Timbos, really. <laughs> it could become, like, the uh, yearly birthday present. She's like, oh, Dad got me another pair of pink oh. <laughs> Um, What's been the hard... I know this is, like, a crazy transition to go into, but what do you think has been, like, the hardest thing so far with regards to parenting?
1: Um. Oh, Um. that was to Ellie, like, from months like three to six she had colic oh, that yeah. was a terribly challenging time and that was starting to so it was like encapsulate like all like the thanksgiving christmas new year's time it was just which colic is just this unconsolable crying and for all the research i did like research so you know the shit i googled not to call that research but uh it's just basically. I don't know. It, we tried all these probiotic drops and stuff. Like, I don't know, it could be like gastro related. Some people say it's like a neurological development thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Could not never really pinpoint it, but it's just a very, just like inconsolable crying. I mean, I think you kind of came over one day and.
0: Oh kind of yeah, we were watching that Maddie Matheson thing. Yeah, it was middle. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, that was. She got into so that was a very challenging time by far. Like just the colic. Um, yeah. This is like, Lauren, that was just every afternoon you're like walking on eggshells because once it started, like, it, you couldn't stop it for, like, hours. That was quite challenging. But then it was like that November, December, January, that February of, I guess I was probably around 2018, um, it just started, like, fading away and you, like, saw a light at the end of the tunnel. And mm-hmm. So after, act, after that, <laughs> parenting seemed a lot easier. So definitely made you stronger kind of thing
0: it's always crazy when I think about things like that, because at the end of the day, you have to, you have your job, you have to function as a, as a person. And, uh, how, how did you, how do like, how do you, I, I mean, I think about the crying and I was there for three or four hours and she cried a good bit. And she was, you know, Kind of inconsolable, but like, like what got you through it?
1: It's not one specific thing. I mean, it's, it's your kid. You just <clears throat> you roll with it. Yeah. Um, usually, Laura and I were you know a great team for each yeah. other. When like when someone was breaking down, you know, the other one would step up because it, it got that kind of like. Luckily, we were on <laughs> kind of the ebb and flow. Like yeah. someone, someone was the strong, the rock, while the other one was just like having. It's just it, it. got. It was tough to deal with, but again, you knew it was going to end. You knew mm-hmm. there it couldn't be forever, kind of thing. So yeah. you just kept that in mind and just you know one day at a time, one afternoon, one crying session. I remember one night, one thing Ellie. We were just kind of in in her in her bedroom in a nursery. Just we got her kind of quieted down from crying. And just like balancing her, basically doing like air squats with her. And Lauren and I had kept handing her off to each other. And it was like, it was in the winter. But was like, we started, so we were just taking like, a layer of layer of clothing off because we were like sweating our asses off, trying to like keep this kid quiet. <laughs> just passing the baby back and forth. But it worked and we got her down. And I remember after that, we were like just kind of both sweaty, like kind of breathing heavy, like high five each other. It's like, we got this.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really cool when you have these moments. I know with Carly and I getting these, like, moments where, like, yes, we got it, we did it, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun thing, I mean, even, because, I mean, I've, I haven't experienced the colic part, but, like, you get the kid down, he, he or she's asleep, it's like, yes, we got it, yeah, yeah, um, but how, like, was there anything that you did, like, outside, of the house that like helped you i know for me like sometimes like going to the gym or like doing things like that helped me when i would like get home like with like aggression or like because that sounds like incredibly stressful
1: yeah i mean one thing (laughs) the seldom wing nights that would happen like that was a great time to blow off some steam if I could get some time in the garage to do some woodworking stuff, it was great. But um, mm-hmm. it was also that time of the year where, like, days were short, dark early winter. So it was not mm-hmm. a lot of outlets at the time.
0: Yeah. So I love that you say, like, it's not forever. Because sometimes when you're in the middle of something, especially, like, now with everything people are going, on, going through, you know, if this can't be forever. You know, and I think that's pretty cool you know, to have that perspective on things.
1: Yeah, you got, there's always light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, um has there anything that's just been, been like the easiest thing? And what I mean like easiest, like it just kind of, just kind of like clicked, like you're not even thinking about parenthood.
1: Swaddling. <laughs> really? That shit came to me easy as could be. I could wow. just swaddle the shit out of a kid.
0: I can't, I can't, we could never swaddle Jasper. Jasper was swaddled for one day, and then he was like, fuck this.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the kid, they'll fight it for sure, but like swaddling, that was, just came to me. I think I watched a YouTube video on it, and I was really? like, oh yup, got it. Just, you know, burrito, done. Jeez. And then also just, um, I had never changed a diaper uh-huh. before having Ellie, and I was... Even as we got older and, like, friends started having kids and they were in the house. We like, oh, do change time I'm like, fuck that. No. <laughs> I will. If it's not mine, I'm not changing the nuh Not doing it. So, I uh, that came pretty easy. Just, mm. like, learning to deal with shit. Like, as a parent, you just shit. Like, literal and, shit? Li- no, very, yeah. yeah. In the most literal yeah. sense, yeah. Uh-huh. Just turds.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Trevor, our best friend. Like, watching him, like... That was some. Sh- I've seen him pooped on more than any other person. I've
0: like, seen him peed on twice.
1: Yeah, just the other day. You got, yeah. And once, t- like, he was changing um, Roland early on. Had him, he was sitting in the kind of like caddy corner to him. Had him in this little changing thing. And I swear, Roland, he likes like, like he, had the, he was getting a diaper off. I think it was like like wet maybe and there wasn't shit in there but uh i think roland sneezed and shit at the same time and it's just like they were at the same height though it hit like i just saw it like this like nuclear orange turd comes flying like this squirt comes out of him (laughs) hits him on the knee and like just skid marks across his thigh of his jeans
0: oh my god
1: yeah poor trevor yeah i think boys when it comes to Boys are more challenging, in my like from the, my limited perspective, boys seem to be more challenging with the uh, shit and piss control area where girls might be a little easier.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, my kid's only nine months, but it's been, you know, knock on wood. I mean, it's it hasn't been. I mean, what what I've heard, um, and I mean, I've seen Trevor. I mean, it's it's hard. You know, you see it, and you think this could be me but uh, you know i feel bad it it hit his knee oh
1: yeah no yeah it like yeah it's it left it was a full skid mark across the chains yeah but i mean he's a good sport he laughed about it i mean i was dying i was just that that was i could barely breathe after that happened i was dying
0: i just remember my like my introduction to to parenting was was watching him getting like literally peed on like a fountain. And I was like, "So this is what this is what I have to look forward to."
1: Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're getting, man.
0: You really don't, and I think if <laughs> with shout out to Trevor. I mean, Trevor's doing his best. You know, he's got he's got another kid now too. Yeah. Yeah. Boy number two. I know.
1: Yeah. Aunt Henry.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Two boys. That's crazy. But. Um, I mean, I think the diaper thing was also really easy for me. That was the thing that clicked. I remember his first his first diaper. I remember like, I feel like I blinked and it was over. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I mean, I could do this. This is fine, you know, But um, I mean, that was before he started eating real food, so we'll see how that goes. That's a game changer. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. it's crazy.
1: It's, yeah, it's the uh, yeah. consistency odor. Yeah, it's fun shit.
0: Yeah, so that's that's something to look forward to as well. But uh, is there anything that I think, um... or that you think uh, you would do over?
1: Uh, one very specific instance, and this was back in the time of LA, mm-hmm. where we were having a pretty good day. It was a Sunday, and... She was getting down for nap time, and Lauren was planning to run to do, like, their typical, like, Sunday grocery store run. And she's like, you good? Like, I got it. She's, like, getting quiet. We'll get her down. Like, as soon as Lauren leaves, like, Ellie goes full meltdown, like, just in one of her crying fits. And I'm, like, there, like, bouncing her, like, trying to rock her, or console her. It's just, like, not happening. And I'm just, like... Basically, at my wit's end, I'm just like, I cannot console this kid. I set her down in the uh, in the crib. We're in the room. And I'm walking out. Like, I was just, I, I had to walk away for a minute just to, like, gather myself. And out of frustration, I was, like, kind of walking <laughs> out of the, uh, out of her room. I kind of just, like, went to punch the wall, like, out of frustration. And not intentionally, my fist went through the drywall. So I punched a hole in the wall of the nursery, which I'm not very proud of. Fixed it very quickly thereafter, but that uh little loss of control of uh, yeah, emotion to physical action was probably one of the most frustrating parts mm-hmm. as a father. Like, where I was just like, God, because I remember like the next couple of days, I just like while I was rocking her bed, I just kept staring yeah. at this little hole in the wall right next to the door. Um, but it was so I'd, that happened, I immediately. Which pissed me off even more because I was like oh. so frustrated myself for doing that. Which was I was no intent like I, mm-hmm. from college years I know what it takes to punch through drywall. I uh, was yeah. not my intent. I could <laughs> <kind of laughs> had some experience there. Yeah. Uh, but um, <clears throat> called Lauren. And I'm like, hey, I just and she could hear Ellie like crying in the back. She's like, all right, I'm coming home. And I'm just assuming that she's like wrapped up with the grocery shopping, mm-hmm. and uh, she's just on her way home. She comes in. She runs upstairs ellie's like fine like i'm like you know holding her balance there and it's like she's starting like kind of like fussy but like crying out like lauren takes her she's like i was like okay well where are the groceries let me i'll, I'll bring them inside and I was like i i just left the cart in the grocery store and just bounced. i was like i just yeah I, i'm the reason this happened i'm like well let me i'll run back there grab the cart finish the grocery shopping and she's like no i'm sure someone like put these away i'm like I'm like, just these people at a grocery I guarantee that, like, no one at the grocery store was like, oh, let me go this way. So, long story short, like, ran back up to the grocery store, she, the cart was right where she left it, she would like, three left, three things left on the list, grabbed those, still got the grocery shopping done, came home, kid was asleep, groceries in the house, it was like, kind of like the silver lining, and it's like one of those yeah. things where you're like, all right, we're going to get through it, and that was, that was close to the end of the colic era we had yeah but
0: you know I'm, it's hard sometimes when i mean i think dads have we all have those times like i've had times like that when he wouldn't take a bottle or he wasn't doing what i was wanting him to do and there's this like this anger that comes up because it always feels like you feel defeated yeah i i feel like the women there's so much there's something innate within them that they could handle this in just a totally different way than we can it's almost like i don't want to say that they're well i'm okay with saying that that a lot of times they're better at this than we are
1: oh, yeah no doubt. Yeah.
0: yeah and and it's like it can be incredibly frustrating and it's a, I feel okay to say that to watch them do something and it seems so easy and then we try to do it and it's like it just doesn't work the same way. <laughs> yeah, just
1: to, yeah. I mean from the kids' perspective perspectives like the the dad mom role like I mean yeah. how many times like like she's just so adamant about wanting mom like you know. Oh, you know yeah. just like
0: Jeez, that's hard. That's that's tough for me and i and it's i think that it's something that i know that it's it'll it's okay because you know the kids are in in the mom in the belly they have this connection from months before but it's hard to watch like him reach for her instead of me sometimes you know yeah
1: sometimes sometimes you're like oh man (laughs) glad you're here girl going to the garage. Yeah. Time for modelo.
0: Yeah. But it's 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 just this wild thing and I think that uh I'm glad that you shared that. I mean, I've had, you know, I have the basement and there's they've seen some things, you know, down there that uh you know, you get that cuz cuz our kid wouldn't take a bottle for a while and you just get to this point and you're just like, "Oh my god." Like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? And it's like, you just don't know what else to do, you know? That The anger is real, you know? And it's... uh, But uh, luckily, I have the gym. I think that helps me some in times like that. Yeah. But... Uh, what has... Uh... Is there anything that, like, scares you about being a dad? Like, stuff that you think about, like... Like, future stuff.
1: Well, yeah, like... I mean... Just having a girl with dad issues... That whole... (laughs) And I'm not going to dive into that. So, my... You know... Just being... Giving the kid a solid foundation... A direction in life. Mm -hmm. Like, just... Doing everything I can do to give her, like, the best foot forward, like, yeah, there's a lot of there that scares me, and it's all, like, Mm -hmm. just a bunch of stuff that I can fuck up, but, you know. Yeah. Which that fear drives good
0: behavior, so. That's true, yeah. 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 uh, uh, Do you think that you have to kind of, like, show her the behavior, or it's just, like, patterns yeah just what
1: i mean i mean they emulate how you act you obviously instill mm-hmm. the things that you find as like you know what a sound person is so i think it kind of comes a bit second nature but yeah it's just i mean it's how to be a good person take care yeah. of you like friends and family think about yourself second Think mm-hmm. about others first, kind of that, that stuff, like you just ingrain that at in them and they'll be all right. I mean that's same stuff like your parents, my parents did to us mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it's crazy though I think uh watching parents of kids that are like that are like four and six that're just a little bit ahead of us, watching how they like the things that they have to deal with, I think that's what scares me. I don't know why it is, it's just like, maybe it's just the fear of the future, but watching a four-year-old just running, just no holds bars. Oh, yeah. you know, like, that kind of thing, it's like, oh my god, like, that kind of stuff scares me. I
1: don't know, for, like, every age group, like, I mean, for the limited of, you know, I mean, Ellie's only a little over two and a half, each kind of, like, progression you get through has its pros and cons, so... Mm-hmm something's gonna get better but something's gonna be more of a pain in the ass so (laughs) there's gonna be that yin and yang balance of the universe like you know something will be like i mean eventually this kid's gonna wipe its own ass but it's gonna be talking back and like
0: yeah sneaking out at night yeah (laughs) jeez i think about uh when i don't have to put the car seat in i dream about those things yeah
1: Car seat
0: those those car, I mean, it's great and it's wonderful because it keeps him safe. But that's probably one of the because it's not only like putting the car seat in; it's like making sure the straps are good, everything's in there, and then putting it in. I mean, oh my gosh, it's 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 a wild thing. I can't wait yeah, for that. that.
1: That was like my biggest hesitant of having a second kid is having a second car seat oh in God, both yeah. vehicles. Is just like that.
0: And then shout out to our friends who have like multiple kids. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Like, oh, yeah, we, we can...
1: <laughs> Jay and Jane Christina with their yeah fifteen p- passenger. Because
0: <laughs> they have four, they're about to have their fourth kid. Yeah. They're gonna have to get one of those cars that have multiple. I oh my god, there's so many car seats, so many car seats.
1: Yeah, I, Jay's just gonna get a, like a Winnebago and like pad the shit on the inside. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's the, I mean, that'll, you know, there's worse things you can do. But, um, the, what, what do you think, um, how do you view your role as a dad?
1: Kind of like I previously said, like what scares me the most is like that the role is just like given the kid that foundation Mm -hmm. to life to go tackle it the way they want to but have like it just instill those values like it's like the just you know think about others first Mm -hmm. take care of your friends take care of your family um that it's like just the the moral aspect of it Mm -hmm. like that's what a dad's supposed to do like you know put like you know this these are the right things to do like what you usually the hard thing is the right Mm -hmm. thing to do go do it like just beat that into your kid like that's mm-hmm. the right thing i remember i mean i still think about like certain things even back when we moved into aries like when we first moved to this area like our neighbor she was um older lady sue lived by herself and i was out like cutting the grass one day i saw her lawn was tall and stuff and i could i could hear my dad in back you know goddamn well you're cutting that lawn <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> something like that like I mean yeah. not in that exact scenario but I want that like n like when she gets older like just the the mm-hmm. right thing. You know what it you know what the right thing is to do.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like it's being a father's almost being a teacher. Would you say that kind of?
1: Yeah. 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 No doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100% just just giving them the tools so they can yeah. do the right
0: shit. Mhm. Um You know, being a father, you get all these stresses because you have work and you have all these other things. Are there things that you do that help you? I don't know, like, maybe it's take the pressure off, take the stresses off. Are there things that you do to help you find kind of, like, balance in your life?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned before, like, the woodwork and stuff, getting some time to do that, always fine a lot of solace there but mm-hmm. also and one thing I do even with Ellie like our backyard like kind of you know big in like the whole garden and mm-hmm. landscaping stuff like I'll take her out there and we'll do some fun stuff like we just mm-hmm. got some uh, new plants that we're going to plant tomorrow like Ellie and I will dig them up and like stuff to do like that like I find you know that's real relaxing kind of centering peaceful nice. stuff to do
0: um were you always a woodworker or is it how did because for me that was net like i've never been like i'm gonna build a chair and i mean i've watched you build countless things from pizza uh, pizza, peel. pizza peel to a freaking desk like where did that come from
1: that uh came from at the place We'd lived at before mm-hmm. where we're at now. Um, I had this older neighbor, Bill, and he was big into woodworking. Not, he didn't do a lot of furniture stuff. But it was more like really fine woodworking and, like, cabinetry, like, window trim, like, all those sorts of stuff. And I was just like, I remember watching him do this stuff, and I was like, I, sh- I feel like I should know how to do some of this shit, like, and seeing his garage. And then, like, watching mm-hmm. that and, like, hanging out with him, uh, That he was. that's kind of where, like, it initiated. Like I got the bug there, mm-hmm. and I think when I was living across, it, I ended up buying a table saw, router table, and miter saw. <laughs> within a year of living next door to him, and then I just got the bug from there. And since then, I bought a new table saw, miter saw, and router table. Since <laughs> <That's> all those, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just keep pushing it. But yeah, no, I just uh, it it I got the bug then, it just it grew it's just it's I don't know a fun
0: hobby I mean, what's the craziest thing you built besides is there anything that is the desk craziest thing you built or uh,
1: the desk that desk you're talking the computer desk we I just did uh that was probably the most involved nicest piece of piece of furniture I've done with the uh, the joinery was all pretty mm-hmm. breadboard ends, box joints on the drawers, tapered legs, all and intended construction that was by far the most but uh <laughs> The um, but even like some of the like some of the things that are fun, like the bowls and cutting boards and trinkets like that, like a picture frames, stuff like that. They're all fun. Like mm-hmm. just figuring out like ways to make them unique, doing
0: inlays. Yeah, you're uh, currently uh, refinishing the old rocking horse for us, and yeah. uh, I can't wait to see how that's gonna come up.
1: Yeah, it's it's close. I have it to yeah. in a few days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that um. The reason I talk about woodworking is because I feel like I don't know you you need to have something you know that you can do that's yours that's like separate from everything where you can like empty the mind just be yourself just be there do you think that that the woodworking is important to you being a father
1: in some ways Yeah, yeah big time and it's one thing I'll also Obviously, you want your kid to kind of be interested in things that you're interested in, so I, I'll try to get her into it, but I'm not gonna push her crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's super. Uh, so about it's very methodical,
0: mm-hmm. task
1: oriented. But, so it's just kind of like you can just like run down a list checklist. So it's almost like you're thinking, but you don't have to. Like mm-hmm. the the process is laid out.
0: Yeah, it's it's a wild thing. It's something that. It's like you were talking about all the, I don't know, the joiners and whatever was, I, it was like, might as well be a foreign language. It's just something that, like, I don't know, I, I have no experience in. And what's funny is both of the uh, fathers on my wife's side are heavy into that. So it's just really interesting that, like, hearing oh, yeah, yeah, oh pretty, my gosh handy dudes. they're handy yeah. and you know i can, can build a house yeah. kind of <laughs> guess, <yeah. laughs> i can i can i'm a pretty good writer you know, and i can like tell stories and i have a lot of knowledge about those things but uh it's cool i think it's a it i don't want to say it's a lost art it might be coming back, but it's cool
1: yeah yeah try a jammer
0: you i mean yeah here we'll uh I think that we're at a really good uh really good place to almost stop. I think that um thank you, Dustin for coming on and uh being a part of this podcast. I think that um I do say it every time, but I don't take it I don't take it lightly that you're willing to come on and share a story, talk about your life, you know be open and letting me put it out to the world because you know it's it's a big deal and um i also think that our stories connect each other and i think it's cool and i think thank you for being on here you cheers. know so cheers to you guys shot a jmo down the gullet and yeah. uh as always be excellent to each other and uh, we'll see you next time